streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and BlastTheRadio.com, this is The Lowell Green Show. The number to call and be heard around the world is 613-413-2217 or email Lowell at BlastTheRadio.com. And now, here is Lowell Green. Thank you, John. Um... A little bird tells me that you're in trouble with Facebook again. <laughs> I can't. What have you been up to, you little devil? What have uh, you been up to? Just a terrible... I'm, I'm, why you continue to do business with me, Lowell Green, I will never know. I had the audacity yesterday to post a reply to... Uh, you had posted on your Facebook saying that you were looking for uh, new sponsors. You're always right. looking for new sponsors, right? Sure. We're in the radio business. We always want sponsors. And so I posted some facts about your podcast. The number... And I took a, an actual image... From the server, detailing how many downloads of your podcast you've had in the month of September. By the way, 7,300. Congratulations. I posted that, and it didn't appear on your timeline. I thought, oh, Facebook's having a glitch. I tried it again later. Oh, didn't post. Guess Facebook's having a glitch. So I tried four times. Uh, Today I log on, and Facebook has given me a little slap on the wrist saying I am forbidden from posting to certain groups because they have a strict policy about posting facts, figures, and stats. (laughs) <laughs> on their platform. What? So you you can't you can't place facts and figures facts and, figures and, and, and stats. Yep, on Facebook. And I know no. this because one of my listeners the other day posted some exact numbers as to the number of polling stations that were open to voters in Toronto, and she got the same notice. You can't post facts and figures and stats on Facebook. Oh God. What's the world coming to? No wonder people look for alternate sources of information. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anything you want to comment on today, folks, the lines are wide open. Of course, the text is wide open as well. Now, I'm going to read a few sentences from a comment that appears in many American newspapers yesterday and again today. It's, uh, it's, I guess it's gone the newspaper version of... uh, Viral. Viral, right. So this, this comment, uh, it, I, I'm going to tell you right now, it's written by Leonard Pitts Jr., apparently very well-known, very highly regarded columnist in the United States. And I can't read the whole thing. It's quite long. It is. Uh, it sums up the feelings of many of us. And it certainly sums up my feelings in this behalf, Okay. Now, after I must tell you this, that after reading this, I'm going to drop the whole issue of anti-vaxxers because it has become very apparent, very obvious, <clears throat> that anti-vaxxers are the only ones in our midst who have the truth. The rest of us poor schmucks out here, we are nothing but just gullible sheeple. So the anti-vaxxers, they have the truth. So you can't argue. I mean, if they have the truth, there's no sense in trying to uh, to argue with them. So that's it. But um, I, I've got to read this comment because it sums up so well, I think, the sentiments of about 85, 90% of the, of the Western world, as far as I can see. So here are just a few lines from Leonard Pitts, Jr. He talks about the number of people who are losing their jobs because they refuse to get vaccinated, and he says, quote, Well, on behalf of the rest of us, the ones who miss concerts, restaurants, and other people's faces, the ones who are sick and tired of living in the pandemic time, 
there is a, uh, a word of response to you quitters. Goodbye. And uh, there's two more words. Goodbye and good riddance. We, we've been down this road before, writes Leonard Pitts, Jr. Whenever faced with some mandate imposed in the interest of the common good, some of us act like we just woke up on the wrong side of the Berlin Wall. There's no freedom anymore, whined one man in a video that was recently aired. <laughs> the clip, as it turns out, was from the 1980s, and the guy had just gotten a ticket for not wearing his seatbelt. <laughs> So if you anti-vaxxers are angry, guess what? You're not the only ones. The difference is your anger is dumb, and our anger is not. Yours is about being coerced to do something you don't want to do. Like, what's new about that? Like, you're not already required to get vaccinated to start school or travel to other countries? For that matter, you're also required to mow your lawn cover your hind part, and yes, wear a seatbelt. But the rest of us, we're mad at you, because this thing could have been over long ago, and you're the reason it is not. That's why we were glad when President Biden stopped asking nicely, started requiring vaccinations everywhere he had power to do so. So we were glad when employees followed suit, and that's a problem for you? Then yes, Goodbye, Serenoia, Off we do Zane, Adios, Adieu. We'll miss you, that's for sure, but you're asking us to choose between your petulance and our lives, and that's no choice at all. Way to go, Leonard Pitts Jr. Well said. Certainly speaks on my behalf. Now, if anybody has any further comments on this, I must tell you that I was. <coughs> Pretty shocked yesterday that I would say 80% of the response we had to yesterday's program was from anti-vaxxers. They're all hauling out, I don't know, some posts that they'd read someplace, facts and figures from someplace, God knows where. Every time, one of the problems, of course, is every time I say, well, what is your source? Well, it's, uh, I, I read this, uh, or it's a, uh, you know who else it is that they're getting this information from? I just read this this morning on Facebook. The cousin... Of, the, of his wife's brother, no, the cousin of his wife's brother's aunt, uh, knew somebody or something like you get that. That was it, their source. Yeah, that was the source, yeah. I know a guy and, who knows a guy who knows a guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there was another one about, he, he, he had heard that there was an RCMP, a Mountie someplace, who, who knew, as a matter of fact, that there were no deaths whatsoever. It was all, but we, we don't know who the Mountie was. Uh, but th these are the kinds of stories that float around. So if anybody has any, if anybody joins, if there's, if there's anybody out there who supports me and says, look, for God's sake, you know, get over it. You know, half, half the world has now been vaccinated. One third is fully vaccinated. We've got five million deaths ever. But of course, these people even just, oh no, there, there's no deaths. Uh, I, I, know, I know people who know people who knew people who had a cousin who knew somebody. And uh, they, they said that these weren't deaths at all. They were just, uh, I don't know, covering up mummies or something. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's so ridiculous. But you know what? I mean, how are you going to argue with people who think that a jet stream 
you know, coming from a jet plane is, is poison gas. Uh, they're poisoning us all. The only thing, of course, every time somebody phones me and or uh, talks to me about, oh, this, uh, the, uh, what, what do they call it, uh, John, the, the jet streams? the uh, Chemtrails. Contrails. Chemtrails. They're chemtrails. Yep. They're chemtrails. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I, the chemtrails obviously have affected me. But so <laughs> I, I always ask them, well, wait a minute now. If chemtrails have affected everybody, uh, how do you know they haven't affected you? Oh, well, because he knows better. He knows. <gasps> he, they've always got the truth. Lowell, <laughs> do you think maybe they're putting the COVID-19 vaccines in the chemtrails now? <laughs> no, they're going into the mayonnaise. <laughs> I... I'm going to start that rumor and see how far it goes around the internet. Oh God, it's it's unbelievable. To me, it's so just that, it's just how bombastic. I, I, I don't and I don't want to lump people into the same group and pick sides, but it seems to me, yes, the people who are very against this and and look, they they have their reasons. I will give them that they've got their reasons. I don't understand their reasons. I respect their reasons. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't subscribe to it. it but it is so bombastic and aggressive and rude, and I. Am out of patience for but that. But you know, there's a there's a column by some dear heart, I guess uh, I see in the Citizen today that we should be nice, that we should get along better, and try to understand uh, and show some compassion for the anti-vaxxers. Kumbaya. I'm, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Look, if somebody is out there risking my life, speeding, cutting in and out of traffic, he's placing my life at risk. I'm supposed to love this guy. I mean, that's that, people who aren't getting vaccinated are placing my life at risk. They're prolonging the pandemic. They're forcing lockdowns, et cetera, et cetera. But aside from everything else, I, I've had both doses, but I'm 85 years old. I have other health problems. So they tell me that I am still vulnerable. So uh, to a degree. So uh, these people are uh, they're placing my life at risk. And I'm supposed to give them a hug. I'm supposed to have respect for them. They're placing my life at risk. The guy cutting in and out, you know, just about clips your face. You're supposed to show him compassion? I mean, that's how ridiculous this has become. Why would you show compassion for people who are costing us billions of dollars, costing us lives, prolonging the pandemic, and risking our lives, and risking, by the way, the lives of our children? One of the sad things about this is that increasingly, because of this new variant, the, the children apparently more and more are becoming affected by this. So these anti-vaxxers are not only risk. It used to be that they're, oh, well, they're only risking the lives of old people. And old people don't matter anyway. They're just old codgers. They're going to kick off anyhow. It doesn't matter. But now children are now children are coming down with this. And in some cases, they've got long-term results. So I'm supposed to show compassion for these people out there? Because they're petulant? They don't want, oh, I don't want to get a shot. I, I, I thought that the word petulant is very appropriate. Okay, anybody, any ideas? I have several other topics. We do have a couple of comments on that. Keenan just chimed in to say the compassion should go to the hospital workers that not only have to deal with it, but then get shouted at for going to work. Rusty says the number of anti-vaxxers will eventually diminish. Mike points out that 20% of Americans still think there's a chip in the vaccine. And uh, Lowell must be an anti-faxer. They say faxer because you can only call or email the show. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Robert. <sighs> Yesterday, I asked you what we should be doing with our light rail system. Uh, the, the question was asked, the program was almost over, so yep. I didn't really have a chance to, to get any response. I, I'm beginning, 
I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm beginning to wonder if this thing will ever work properly. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if it might not be the wisest choice. I know that we've invested well over $2 billion, but you know what? There's that old song, and I, I quoted this yesterday. There's, you got to know when to hold them, and you got to know when to fold them. I just, I'm not sure that this thing will ever work right, or ever work properly. And by the way, uh, I would be very, very surprised if we have light rail operating in our city before November. For some inexplicable reason, our city council, in its dwindling wisdom, has chosen to fire the company that was in charge of investigating the problem and recommending fixing it and hire another company. What this new company will be, what their experience will be, I have no idea. All I know is it's going to take a lot more time. So mark my words, I would be very surprised if, in fact, we see operational uh, a light rail with, within the next month. I don't think we're going to see it until November. And I think the, the question now begins to arise, will people ride this thing again? I mean, I've had a number of people say, you know, we're lucky this derailment occurred when it did. And by the way, it's, it's pretty scary when you find out that, in fact, this train traveled, I think, for well over a kilometer <clears throat> off the rails. So what would, <clears throat> excuse me, people are asking, you know, thank God nobody was injured, but what would happen if this thing derailed at high speed in one of the tunnels or something? I, 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 what, what, what can we do here? What's, what's, is there any answer whatsoever here? Will this thing, do you think, ever work properly? And I, I know that the, the blame game is not going to gain anything, but surely to God, at some point, somebody, someplace, somehow, has got to start accepting some responsibility here. I asked this question yesterday. I've never gotten an answer. And that is, why, why did we choose Lavalin? As to, to you know, a billion-dollar contract with Lavalin, this is a this is a scandal-ridden company, and was when this contract was awarded. I mean, it was found guilty of bribing here and bribing there, new charges and so forth. Why would we deal with this company? Did somebody here get bribed? I I don't know. I mean, I'm not making any accusation, but the whole thing just doesn't make sense. I, mean, I mentioned the fact that there are light rail and various forms of high-speed commuter transit around the world that have been operating for decades with no problems. The Montreal system is 78 kilometers in length. It's got something like 35 or 40 stations. It's been operating for 55 years with no problems. The Montreal Metro has had fewer problems in 55 years than we have had in two years. <clears throat> and not only, but, and actually there's a, a couple of editorials growing, I think there's growing concern in the media, thank God, mainstream media, that we're not being told the truth here. Every time we, we want to get an answer, uh, we, we, we don't get it. Um, there, there's, actually there's some really interesting questions. I get this little, Community Voice, West Carlton newspaper. And the editorial, I thought, is very well done. Let me just read you a couple of the, um, of the, the questions I think need answering here. 
if I can just find the editorial here, I should have had it ready. It's all right. But as usual, oh my goodness. That's okay. Some of the comments coming here in. Here we are. Here, here we it? are. Okay. Yeah, read some comments. Yes. Uh, I think Lowell answered his own question. They chose Lavalin because the company. It was not what, but who you know. Uh, Williams says LRT is an embarrassment considering it's the nation's capital main source of public transportation. Uh, let me see. Uh, perhaps council should have taken the time to read the contract and educate themselves on the system before blindly approving it, says Anne. Keep in mind that OC Transpo has a new general manager from Montreal. The comments from David. Chrissy says this brings a whole new meaning to Ozzy's song going off the rails on a crazy train. Uh, let me see. Murray regarding anti-vax and uh, that uh, whole conversation earlier. This is what's wrong with the world when there are people that are criticized for thinking outside the box. Talk about the new world and understand the agenda. Murray on Facebook. Uh, I, I have to. This is from an editorial written, as I say, in our little community newspaper. Ask some very, very interesting questions, important questions. It says, Alstrom delivered parts to Ottawa and the trains were assembled here. Were they properly assembled? Who was contracted for their assembly? And what is the warranty, if any, for proper assembly? Who was responsible for oversight and inspection of the train assembly? Which contractors or consultants or city inspectors were responsible for signing off on inspections and quality control? Do any entities such as the city, Rideau Transit Group, or consultants carry liability insurance for negligent performance of their responsibilities? To what extent has the city held RTG, subcontractors, consultants, or any other entities liable for any deficiency? The time is now for full transparency. Some very important questions. I didn't know that these things had been assembled here in Ottawa. Uh, uh, these, these questions have been asked many times, but I don't think we've ever got answers. Um, John, I've got to get a word in here for our good friends at Shields. Yes, you do. Uh, um, once again, I just want to remind you folks that come the new year, and the new year is not that far away, in all probability, a number of the, um, of the appliances that, that you normally would buy probably will not be available. It's because the government has deemed that as of January 1st, all appliances sold in Canada must be Energy Star level. Now, the Energy Star is a sort of the Cadillac version of these appliances. And in many cases, um, Energy are, are, are very rare and in this country, Energy Star, and uh, very expensive. So I just want to alert you to the fact that in all probability, a number of these appliances probably will not be available in Canada, at least not for a while. And the appliances that are available, in all probability, you can be sure, are going to be greatly increased in price. So, Shields says, look, we've got these appliances in stock right now. We can have them in your house probably in two or three days. Uh, if, if you're in any way you think that you need an appliance, give us a call. Check our website. We'd be glad to serve you. And uh, we're, we're, I'm very happy to say that a lot of people have taken my advice on this and are very, very pleased with it. Shields.ca. Check them out, folks. A very good website. Very easy to follow. Shields.ca. John, we got some more texts coming in. Keenan says light rail transit in itself is not the problem. That would be like blaming roads for the Volt cars catching fire. Robert says, um, could it be that they are liberals? 
Barry chimes in at 613-413-2217. Lowell, it would be interesting to get maintenance and breakdown information from Montreal and Edmonton on the type of rail cars they're using. I don't remember any big problems with the LRT in Edmonton when I lived there. I think the only answer is to get rid of the new cars and get something better. I have another question here for you. Um, I'm reading a story this morning, or maybe it was yesterday, says that um, most Canadians are not really angry at the results of this past election, which really begs the question, um, what would it take to get Canadians angry about anything anymore? I mean, we've just elected a, a government that has been seeped in scandal. We've got a leader. Well, I won't go through all of the, the scandals, blackface, groping, etc., etc. I'm beginning to wonder, like, is there any line in the sand? Just to give you an example of how things have changed. Do you remember a number of years ago, a conservative cabinet minister was forced to resign? Why? She had been caught ordering a $16 glass of orange juice in England. She was staying at a hotel in England on, on, uh, on uh, country business, no question about it. But she paid $16. This was front page news. Every newspaper in the country. Day after day after day, they pounded away the $16. And she was finally forced to resign. Now, consider consider that. I mean, today, if, if a, a liberal... Was if Trudeau, what, what do you think would happen if Trudeau was caught paying $16 for a glass of orange juice? He, I, mean, I, I mean, let's face this guy. This, here is a guy who has spent probably over a million dollars fixing up Harrington Lake for his wife and family, taxpayers' money. He spent thousands of dollars on a swing set that you can buy for about $1,500 or, or even less at, at uh, Costco or whatever the hell it is. And no, I mean, nobody gets upset. $16, if it's a conservative, $16 glass of orange juice, that's it. You're finished. Your career is finished. You're absolutely disgraced. You're, th you're thrown into the slew of despair. Hey, thanks to his policies, I think a, car a carton of orange juice is now worth at least 16 bucks at the grocery <laughs> store, isn't it? I don't know. But it, it, it really begs the question. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just wondering. I, it's kind of funny in a way, but in another way, it's a little bit concerning, yeah. disconcerting. Because yeah. have we lowered the bar of expectations so low in this country that we are prepared to accept almost anything? I mean, here is the, the, the sole liberal candidate who won in Alberta and Calgary. He is caught videotaped stealing mail from people's front porches. But nobody, nobody seems very upset about it. The guy is a thief. He's going to soon be here in Ottawa making laws for the rest of us, and he's a freaking thief. Um, I, I, like, it, it's not so much the event, but the fact that, that we are prepared apparently we are prepared to accept this yeah here's a video of the guy this this is the candidate this is the guy the winning candidate he's he's at a, a conservative's house he's got a conservative sign outside he is he is taking his material out of his mailbox and putting in his own his own is uh, the, the material in the guy's mailbox told him where to vote and what he did is he moved that and he put his own stuff in, which gave him a, gave him a place to vote 18 kilometers away. And we don't know how, how frequently that happened. But, like, nobody seems all that, oh, well, so we have a thief in the, in the House of Commons. And as another example of this, 
There is, there is growing agitation in this country to legalize all drugs. Now, I remember the fight we had when it came to legalizing crack, etc. I, I, I fought against it. Uh, uh, White, Vern White, who was police chief at the time, he fought against it. We were promised, oh, this would really help. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is drug use has just done nothing but gone up. We know what's happened in Vancouver. The more of these so-called safe injection sites that they install, the more drug problems you have. But the answer still apparently is, well, you know, let's let, let's not make it a crime. Let's let's have all drugs. You can take all drugs legally, and this and you know what? This is going to happen. Uh, I, like, what's next? We're going to legalize bank robbery, uh, child pornography. I, I I'm just wondering, like how how low we are prepared to go with our expectations. John, any more um, any more? Uh, Texts or emails Absolutely. Or Lowell, maybe for the next election, the PC should have a mantra of sunshine and lollipops instead of being negative and how bad things are with the nation's economy, etc. They should be smiling while saying we are happy to deal with the government debt and want wait, oh, sorry, uh, deal with the government debt and want to clean it all up nice and spick and span. Being mad and negative is not working. Keep it positive and get the women and millennial votes. Well, actually, to be honest with you, O'Toole was pretty positive. But let me point something else out. We, the former leader of the conservatives, Andrew Scheer, you know what the big complaint about him was? He smiled too much. <laughs> Remember that? This was this was the big complaint. Everybody was, oh, he's, why he's smiling all the time. I don't trust him. He's smiling too much. So you can't win. If you're a conservative, <clears throat> let's face it, you, you can't win. If you're a conservative, you order a $16 glass of orange juice. That's it. It's curtains. Uh, but if you're a, a, a liberal, you can steal people's mail. Pod problem. Well, to paraphrase, to paraphrase one of the comments from one of your posters moments ago, maybe if he did it in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cheryl says, hate to say this, Lowell, but the people of Canada seemingly don't give a flying fox fart. Sad to say, Canada is no longer the country we once had. A comment earlier said, they seem to get mad at Jason Kenney. That's true. Uh, Keenan, where's your comment? Let's put that up on the screen again. Cheryl Gallant keeps her job no matter what. She could claim that orange juice carries lizard Illuminati computer chips, and she'd get 90% of the vote. There aren't two standards. Sorry. Sure as hell are. <laughs> I mean, you know, this. What I mean, that's a silly argument, okay? First of all, you don't know. And secondly, I'm going to tell you, I know Cheryl Gallant. She's too smart to order a $16 glass of orange juice. And if she did, she'd pay for it herself, okay? But, I mean, to, to, to throw at arguments like that and claim that this means that the conservatives are just as bad. Um, how many scandals uh, has O'Toole been involved in? Hmm. Go ahead, John, please. Uh, people in Canada love pop culture politics, says Peter. I guess O'Toole blew it when he joined the army and served his country, says Terry. Uh, we do have an email in from Lisa. The address here is Lowell at BlastTheRadio.com. She says, once the liberals are voted out of office in about a year's time uh, or thereabouts, Trudeau and the cronies will sue the federal government despite allegations against them for whatever scandal they've been involved with, and no one will see a day in jail, and taxpayers will be on the hook for well over $100 million, and they will get it. By the way, in this regard, I, I'm, I've been remiss in not rem mentioning this before. As you recall, uh, the big kerfuffle over Lavalin a couple of years ago involving Jody Wilson-Raybould was that the um, that Trudeau wanted Lavalin to get this special dispensation off the hook. Um, and Judy said, no, no, we must, we must allow the investigation to continue. It said, so you know what happened. Let me just point out 
that the special dispensation, I forget what they call it, and it's hard to explain, is now being granted. This, these new charges against Lavalin, <laughs> exactly what Trudeau wanted two years ago is now happening with Lavalin. They will not go to court. Don't tell me there hasn't been political influence here. Uh, Trudeau was desperate to avoid Lavalin going to court. We don't know why, but he was desperate. He did everything he could with Ms. Raybould. She refused. And then, as, as you know, there's new charges laid. But now what Trudeau wanted two years ago with Lavalin is now occurring. They have been given special dispensation by the Crown prosecutor. Don't ask me why. And by the way, there's almost no kerfuffle in the country. So Trudeau got what he wanted all along. John, we're almost out of time here. Uh, Robert says, until our tax dollars stop buying the mainstream media, the conservatives will always have an uphill battle. Peter says, Cheryl is my MP. I love this woman. Liberals hate her because they cannot beat her. That's the facts, brothers and sisters. Ray says, O'Toole flip-flops on carbon tax and gun owners. And Keenan says, O'Toole scandal was he recognized climate change. That was the end of him. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, he changed this. Yeah, he did. Okay. All right. But, I mean... Uh, Trudeau didn't flip-flop. I thought uh, I thought one of the major promises of Trudeau was that he was going to change this first-past-the-post voting system. Oh, what happened to that? Go ahead, John, please. Uh, that's it. Pretty quiet. All right. We want to thank you all. Um, no more no more anti-vax stuff. I've given up on that. I've, I confess that very clearly the anti-vaxxers have inside information that is not available to people like you and me, John. And by the way, I have to check. You're in trouble with Facebook, but are you in Facebook jail again? Did nope. you escape jail? No, I've escaped jail this time. Thank you all. We will be <laughs> back tomorrow. Thank you. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.